So today on the podcast, I'm very, very lucky to be joined by a man that many people, cult-following people like myself from the Chucky franchise will know, is Mr. Garrett Zima. How are you doing, Garrett? Good, how are you? I am great. So for people that don't know anyway, Garrett, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so basically, I'm a guy that likes to create a lot of spooky stuff, um, through my childhood till now, I just um, I've just always enjoyed making Halloween creepy stuff, and I, I you know I love the horror films, and and uh, so it's just uh, you know everything just uh, it's like a Seinfeld episode. Everything just sort of comes together with everything I like. It, it's like all full circle. So. So what's a general day in your life like then? Well, now I used to work when I. I, I think it'd be four years now that I've been completely independent. Um, but I used to work factory job and loved it. Great insurance, great benefits. Um, and then um, I ended up basically there was a, a crossroads in my life where I'm like, okay, um, I think I can quit my job and do haunted houses and uh, special effects full time. And it was uh, kind of a hard thing to do. It was, it was, uh, you know, just a moment in life where you're like, okay, I'm doing this. I, I also used to work as a wedding photographer, and I was really good at it. I had uh, tons of clients, and uh, I would get uh, a wedding every weekend of the summer, and um, I gave that up. I just, it was re a really great gig and everything, but I gave it up. So I'm like, I can only, I only have so much time to do certain things. So I uh, ended up uh, doing kind of special effects full time. It's kind of like just like, you know, an arts artsy gig um, where I get um, not only just like Chucky stuff, I get a lot of random things. Um, not sure where everything goes, but sometimes, you know, people ask to, for prop weapons, maybe for um, an indie film or um, a haunted house. But I do deal with a lot of haunted house stuff. I create stuff for not only my own haunted house, but other people's haunted houses. But anyway, basically, I, you know, every day I wake up and I go usually to my workshop. If it's not the summertime and I'll go to the haunted house, um, I'll be here at the workshop trying to figure out. And I have a list of what I have to get done that day. And it's it's real work still, you know. It's even though it's uh, you know under my direction and it's in a sense laid back, you know. There's still quotas and I have to finish stuff. So <laughs> it's enjoyable work though. Obviously, if you quit other yeah, things, it's been it's still like running a business is still very um, I don't know what the word is like I guess uh, challenging or um, stressful. Um, so it can be stressful depending on like you know. The predicament you're in or what client you're dealing with but you know you just pull through and um, you make it work um, one thing I just one thing I've learned that is very important is just to keep all your customers very happy and work with them and even in situations where you you almost kind of lose money because you're just trying to make everyone happy um, that's just how you run a business you just you want to you have even the customer's always right, and you you work with that customer to make everything work, and and that's what's that's the challenge there. But otherwise, um, I just love being able to create stuff. You know, I make a lot of dolls, 
Um, and uh, every time I make a doll, I always try to improve it so the next one's better. And that's all I can do, really, at this point, because I've been making good guy dolls for so many years. Um, the same head mold, this, like, well, how can I adjust that? And recently, I redid the molds because I wanted all my hero dolls to have, like, a thicker neck. Um, because, basically, it's the same head mold but the uh, as the stunt head, but, basically, the skin is, is kind of up, separated by the neck, so it kind of gives it a, a wider neck appearance. So then I created a whole new mold that had a, wide, a slightly wider neck um, because that's just how picky I become. I kind of get sometimes bored where I'm like, I just want to recreate something just to improve the way I've, you know, the way I've done it, basically. And uh, the Haunted Voyage that you run, obviously you didn't get to run it uh, last year, no? No, um, what did I that ended up working out to my favor in a sense, not that COVID's uh, anything to be worked out, but like, um, but uh, I had a, a really good gig um, with, you know, the TV show and a couple other things that happened um, that I can't really say, um, yeah. but uh, it, it just, um, I ended up getting tons of work in October. And so it kind of worked out. It basically, um, we rent from this camp to do this haunted voyage show and um, they it's owned by a university and the university was just wanting to shut down all their facilities and uh, maybe we could have opened um, but you know because I don't know I don't know what's going to work and what's not in a sense with this COVID stuff. So I just decided that maybe this is the year to take off. This is, this is like the first time I ever took off of haunted housing and maybe, gosh, maybe over 12 years, maybe more than that. Um, Cause I've always either worked at a haunted house or ran my own. Um, so it was, it was kind of bizarre. Um, but uh ended up working out so i got very lucky but um, haunted voyage is i'm I'm, ho I'm hoping everything pans out this year um basically we built all these brand new sets out there that we didn't get to show off last year and uh so you know we're just going to keep it the way it is and you know maybe add a little add some more stuff just to do something and uh that'll be it you know um, i just have like a really great team that is sticking together even though we weren't open this year and that's what i'm very fortunate for is the people that i have uh working for me and and they hang out and they're they're a good hang and they we all kind of share that uh, similar uh things that we like and stuff like that so there's a i think there's a similar kind of thing to what you do over here in ireland it's called the nightmare realm and i go every year so it's okay. open it's it's up in dublin <clears throat> and the way it works maybe it's similar to yours is so it's in a place called the RDS. So it's like a, it's an arena usually for concerts and stuff, but they normally rent it out for, I think about six weeks. Okay. And they do, they do blocks of shows. Like, so you go in and the way it works is there's three separate areas. So you could go into the, I remember one year I went in and it was a clown area. So it was okay. a clown scare area. And the next thing might be a hospital and stuff like that. Is yours similar to that? Plenty of well, actors. What that sounds like is you, you have, like, um, basically a haunted attraction that has, like, three haunted houses in it. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, ours is about one one haunted show. It has like um, we have like a show building, and then um, a big part of it's a haunted woods. So you're going through a lot of woods, which brings up challenges where oh it rained the night, so it's we're not gonna really be able to either open or you know it's got a you know usually you'll have a slow night on a rainy day but um yeah it's it sounds very similar um i know like a lot of there's a trade show in st louis that happens i've been going to it for the last 10 years and this past year was the first year i didn't get to go because of the covid but like um a lot of people from all parts of the country come to this come to st louis for this trade show and I'm sure there's people from Ireland and stuff like that that go. And, um, but, yeah, it's, like, basically where we get all our cool stuff from. Um, I kind of go there for ideas because um, at this point, at this point, like, I can just make whatever I kind of need. And there's some things that it's just convenient to buy there, and then you'll buy it, um, like, usually sculpted masks and stuff like that. You know, if it's pretty good, pretty cool sculpt, you're just going to buy it at the trade show. But, yeah, like. A lot of people from different parts of the world go there, and it's it's cool because you just get to meet all these different people, and they think my accent's funny, and I think their accent's funny. <laughs> you know, it's just, I think I think my accent's probably the funniest you've heard in a while. I don't know. Some people <laughs> find it. It's uh, I got like such a um, it, it has its moments where I get really, depending on what I'm talking about, I get, get really like youpery, if they call it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I'm, I'm up north of uh, Wisconsin. That's why uh, you just kind of have those types of people with uh, with that voice. <laughs> yeah. So in in terms of child's play, um, how did how did you become a fan? Um, I was basically when I was younger, I was just a fan of a lot of different horror films. I my favorite horror film is Leprechaun. That's like my all time favorite. I just love Leprechaun mainly because it's such a low-budget film, and I just kind of appreciate stuff like that when you're seeing, like, a film that was made for, like, $900,000, and it looks pretty good, you know, for what it is, even though it's cheesy, but it looks good. Um, but anyway. Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston's best work, for sure. Right? <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I, uh, so, so basically, where was I at? Ugh, I'm just, like, losing my train of thought. But um, the, the, how I got into liking the Chucky movies is um, I ran into, ran into this guy at uh, an art gallery. His name was Steve Bowles, and um, he worked on Child's Play 2. And I was talking to him. Uh, he kind of came up to me and started talking to me about horror films, and he told me he worked on Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and 4. He worked for a company called Image Engineering, which did, like, Space Invaders and... Um, uh, Child's Play 2, I believe they also did Child's Play 3 uh, to an extent, but they were kind of in charge of making all the mechanical stuff in the factory. So the conveyor, they were in charge of providing all the conveyor belts and then, you know, the, the weird contraption that Chucky goes reversed in into. Yeah. Um, he, he built that. I have some like really cool pictures of that, of them just building it. And uh, I met him, and he said, oh, I got all this Chucky stuff. You know, if you want it, um, I can, you know, give some stuff to you. And he gave me some stuff, and then there was some stuff I ended up buying. Um, and uh, it started from there. I just kind of, I had a doll problem. 
from the film that was one of the factory dolls. Basically, those castings are all good guy castings from the first film. They just, you know, made, in a sense, a recast of the of those, and they made a blow mold. So the, the dolls that you see on the conveyor belt are actually made out of um, blow mold material, which is like, you know, your typical Halloween Jack Leonard pumpkin bucket, like trick-or-treat bucket. Yeah. You know, that plastic. So anyway, he, he did all that. And um, I don't know, I just, my fascination grew with wanting to complete the doll. And, um, you know, from there, we were able to make molds from it. Um, the casting I had from the factory was very degraded because the blow mold, I mean, I can only imagine they made hundreds of dolls for that, that scene. And every time you eject something from the mold, it deteriorates it. And um, so the, the face I had, I, um, I wish I had a casting of it here, but it was just so degraded that when we were trying to make a replica of it, I had to smooth out a lot of stuff and um, kind of, it was just a big learning curve. Like, how do I get this to look, you know, pretty much almost restoring it back to what it should have been. And um so that's been like the, the journey for the last couple of years. I think I got it exactly where I want it right now, where it's super smooth, you know, it's buff just like the movie. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just been kind of what it is. I, I love puppeteering and there's, you know, that's a big, you know, animatronic puppet. And I've always been like crazy about puppets. I used to uh, be a ventriloquist. I was a kid. I'd go to talent shows. Puppets just got me interested too with um, Chucky. So it all it all kind of came full circle then. Yeah, it's one of those things I say. Everything just uh, kind of comes full circle. I like ventriloquists. I love horror movies. I see a doll. You know, I got these puppet dolls. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> in, in terms of making the doll, and we'll say like for a specific one maybe that you've made for the Child's Play 2 doll that's on the Trick or Treat Studios, for example. Yeah. How long would it did it take you to perfect that? Well, so basically I had created a doll for the Cult of Chucky premiere, that which was in London, and I built this doll just for that. And I, right around that time, I already knew that we were doing this Trick or Treat deal. And so when I... I believe I was, I'm trying to remember everything, right? But like uh, that doll I, I made for myself because I've been making all these dolls and I never kept one for myself. And so I'm like, fine, this is my doll. This is it. And uh, what do I do? I, I gave it to Chris Zephyro and now he owns it. But uh, I gave it to him because they needed it. You know, they needed it for the factory to um, to replicate because basically they're within reason good at replicating stuff or copying it you know if you've ever been to chinatown or anything like that or heard of it where they got <laughs> where they literally um make fake purses you know gucci purses yeah. it's like that like they can you know that's what they told me they're, they're one of their people there was like we can make everything and i'm like okay so they you know we got pretty close um my in my opinion it came out a little better than the prototype i had at the time um, basically, the clothes were a lot better. We, I was able to find like a textile fabric company in, I believe it was Hong Kong, and they were able to do the textile. Um, 
which is a really accurate knit color and everything. Um, and that I, I'm always like obsessed with the clothes. And so I've over the years I've even wanted to get closer and closer with perfecting it. And um, we got it reasonably good. You know, it's one of those things like it's super hard to get a, a factory to do it right because the problem you run into is <clears throat> there's people on the factory line that understand, have a general idea of what they're supposed to do to put the doll together, but they don't care. You know, it's it, yeah. it, like no offense to them or anything like that, but it's like they don't they don't have the mindset where I'm sitting here adjusting the wig just a little just to get it perfect or making sure certain things line up with the the eyelashes or the eyeballs being perfectly center so you do have like certain things that um you know don't always come up perfect but the the great thing and i knew it would happen and i'm glad it's happened is there's there's fans that um customize their doll and i I knew that was going to happen, and I and I was um, I'm so happy people did it because there's there's just a couple tweaks you really have to do to get it right. Um, you know, sometimes it's adjusting the hair. Um, you know, some sometimes I don't. I, you know, with the sweater, I, I've seen people where they've stretched out the sweater, and it makes it poofy like it should. Yeah. Super tight. I think what happened was we had a template, and they might have washed and dried the outfits and they kind of shrunk up a little but if you stretch them out you know i don't know i did i gotta make a video one of these days a youtube video where i'm explaining like um i'm explaining everything about how to you know get your 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 tots doll up to code (laughs) (laughs) but um you know i uh i don't know i'm just happy how it, it how it's become and i'm hoping down the line we can do an updated version of the good guy doll. Um, yeah. Cause I know they, they put in a lot of money to get the, I think the molds just alone were like $20,000 just to, for the molds to get produced in the factory. And that's even before they start making the doll. So there was a lot of upfront costs that trick or treat invested just to have these dolls made available. And um, I can only imagine what the universal license is how much that costed them that was quite a lot of money um but it all worked out well you know um and i'm hoping down the line like i was saying that we can do like an update on the good guy doll i would love to do that um i know my little in a sense i got i got away with the little update by um uh, coming out or trying to come out with this budget doll that people are hearing about i kind of posted it prematurely on my Instagram and uh, people went nuts, but unfortunately at this time, we can't, we can't say too much about it, but um, basically that, that doll that people see in the photos is basically my update with some things that just cost less to produce in it. Um, And I hope that that also leads to people wanting to customize their own doll to make it even more accurate or um, do whatever they want with it. So, um, and it'll be hopefully a, a significantly cheaper price too. Cause I, at this point, it's just like, I want, you know, I was a kid at one, at one point and I always wanted, I mean, I had one of those Spencer Chucky dolls. I had the bride and Chucky. And then eventually years later I got Glenn, but I sold them all. <laughs> I had the, the 
the the ones that costed 40 or 50 bucks um and i had that and to me that was like amazing to have that so it's cool now that um these factories um and with online you know it's you can communicate with these with these people in other countries that um it makes it easier to kind of get them on board with what you're you're wanting to create. Um, so yeah, it's been a journey, but um, I'm hoping that we, you know, that there's more better things to come with Trick or Treat because that's been like my, my biggest project is working yeah. with them. So. What's your favorite Chucky movie? I'd say Child's Play Two. Sam. I, the reason is there's just a lot going on aesthetically i like child's play one because of they use a lot more transitional heads and i thought that was really clever um but you know when you watch child's play two you're watching the thing i like about chucky is watching chucky deteriorate (laughs) so different things like in that film where he starts getting beat up his his you know, his sweater's getting a little torn, you know, he loses his hand, you know, all this stuff that happens to him. And um, I always like that. And the way they put it together in Child's Play 2 with the factory scene, which is, you know, a lot of people's favorite part of the movie. And I, uh, I think that's what makes it so good, you know, so it's a movie that can be rewatched and admired. But I, I always just love the early Child's Play films. Um it, it's something to do also with the way they filmed them, but not not just the way the doll looks. It's just um, those were done on like 35 mil, and there's a grit that you know that you get out of that that just reminds you that this is an 80s movie, an early 90s movie. Yeah, for chi- for Child's Play too, like uh, for the the things that they done in that factory and the scenes, like for a film that was made in 1990. It yeah. deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, you know, and that I think that movie was done for like ten or two, or no, no, not that much. I, it was under ten, I think, ten million they made that movie for. Um, and it just, you know, it has a lot going on for it, and uh, you know, there, there's just uh, good acting in it, or reasonably good acting, and uh, lots of different um, sets which is cool, you know, that you have the house, the factory, the, um, the orphanage, different things that, you know, it, it's a, it's a, a fast, it's a nice paced movie where you're seeing different stuff and you're not locked down in a certain area. And I think that's why I like it too, you know, I think that's cool. In terms of movie locations then I've seen on Facebook, you, you visited a few of them and put them up online. Were they, yeah. out, were they out of the way for you? Did you go travel special to see these places? Um, I would. I go to Chicago all the time. It's like, um, well, now I don't. But um, yeah. Chicago is about a two and a half hour drive from me. And I do um, horror conventions there. So usually um, uh, my friend James, he does a HSPPA. It's like Horror Sci-Fi Prop Preservation Association. And they have a booth there. And um, I usually display my stuff there when it's in Chicago. And um, I just go to Chicago frequently. I don't know. It's just a great place. And um, 
right there you know they got you know a lot a lot of the area where they you know shot the film I, at least the exteriors you know then the interiors were all done in like california or something like that but um yeah it's just cool because everything looks the same ish you know yeah um, so it's pretty cool just to like walk down those areas and and see it did you watch the the um the other movie as it was the remake? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I ended up seeing it. Um, I I didn't like necessarily re- uh, support it. I just ended up seeing it because I was at a party and other, you know, I had friends where they had the movie and we watched it. <laughs> and uh, it, you know, it's one of you know, it's one of those things like it's not a bad movie. Um, but there's a lot to dislike about it. There's cringy moments in it. And, uh, you know, it's just hard to look, look at the, the puppet, um, because it's so different. I think that's what it is. It's just, I think they were trying to make it so different from Chucky that it just takes you out of it. It's, it, it's almost a neat movie on its own. It's completely, as a fan, from my perspective, it it doesn't uh, interfere with what Don Mancini has done. Like I don't even see it in the same bracket. I see it as a totally different movie. Yeah, it's like Halloween three. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's not as good as Halloween three. That's all. I no, know. it's not. Yeah, um, yeah it's just uh, I don't know. It's just it's hard to explain. It. You know, you don't want to offend anybody. No. But I'm very loyal to Don, and um, I was offered to actually, in a sense, work on that movie. And I declined it. I, it would have been a money opportunity. Um, and um, I declined it. I just said, no, I, I, I know Don is, is doing more. And it just seems weird to do that now. It's, it, it's, it's just, it just feels bizarre to do a remake when a sequel had came out a couple years before. So it was just kind of weird. I could see if it completely ran out of gas and everyone gave up on it. And uh, but Don hasn't given up on on the movie at all. No. So he, you know, he has a lot of ideas and and um, you know, as long as those are there, I don't think there's a need for a remake. But it is what it is. I think it was just like a legal thing. MGM or Orion had certain rights to the first film, and there was some loophole or. And they were able to do it. Um, and they could use they could use only certain elements, I think, and they couldn't use yeah. the Chucky name and different things like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure all that all works. Cause I I always look at that. I'm like, well, what was their agreement? Because it's like it is it is kind of a weird like it's they were in a sense allowed to make their own Chucky movie. Yeah. It's just kind of bizarre to think because it's like, well, what does Universal own? <laughs> which i don't understand because they they universal seems to own everything merchandise because the um everything you usually see is child's play 2 like that's why yeah. a good guy don't this is child's play 2 and yeah. and in a sense you know we were able to make a kind of a child's play 1 looking doll and in, in legally call it a Child's Play 2 doll because in the factory scene, the, the pictures on the boxes is a Child's Play 1 doll. So in a sense, legally, it is a Child's Play 2 doll. 
so that's how we were able to do that because I don't know what type of negotiations would have been figured out for a child's play child's play one doll um, but whatever you know um, you know I I'm really glad that you know uh, Tony's doing the seed and all that stuff and and uh, you know I think that all is universal at that point anything from child's play to and up is universal uh, connected so in terms of the future then uh for yourself you're going to be involved in the tv show let's just say yeah are you looking forward to that yeah you know it's um i've just been making stuff um and i've been doing a lot more than i did on uh, on the cult movie so I was just, Tony is like in charge of all that. And he, um, it's just been a pleasure working with him. He, he's a nice person. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm just so happy that I get to work with someone that great, you know, because I've seen all his other work and Hocus Pocus. And um, Elterian is just like a cool, is a neat company. They have a lot of stuff that they've done. And it's just crazy to, to just be talking to someone like that and, and, you know, figuring out what, what we, you know, they're asking me questions about what they think, you know, should be done. And I think that's so interesting, you know, yeah. that they're, they're asking, you know, my opinion in certain things. So I feel really, uh, you know, happy that they appreciate, you know, what I've made and, and want to, you know, make things look accurate. Yeah. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Um, yeah, it was, you know, I love doing the uh, podcast stuff. So it was great when you contacted me. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll see the TV show with your name on it very soon. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> Just once COVID goes away, we'll be fine. I think so. I think so. I'm crossing my fingers. I want to see, you know, everything and how it all turns out. So, yeah. Thanks very much for your time, Garth. No problem. You take care. If you enjoy the content on our channel, we'd appreciate a subscription. Thank you.